Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Free stuff is awesome. Yes, but free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. And where can you get this free stuff? If you go to adamandeve.com,、mm-hmm. you can use the checkout code by the by. B Y T H E B I. That's true. That's right.、Uh-huh. It's a good to spell. <laughs>、uh, and you can get any one item for 50% off. Almost any one item for 50% off. Yeah, and then you get all the free stuff to come with it. Ooh, I like free stuff, including things like 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item that you'll both enjoy. On top of that, you get six free spicy movies. And these are video on demand, so you can watch them anywhere, even on your phone. And the best part? Free shipping. Even outside of the US, in Australia at least. I gotta be honest, that's like the, the best part. Look, I love free stuff, <laughs> but realistically, getting free shipping in Australia is a, like, it's a bloody Christmas miracle,、yes. and I love it.、Uh, so, speaking of Christmas, it's coming up around the corner, and you can get something sexy for you and something sexy for your partner or partners.、Mm-hmm. Uh, just go to adamandeve.com and、uh, use that checkout code, which is. By the by, B Y T H E B I. And you get all that free stuff and the. One item at 50% off. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the stairs all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up and down. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined you're trying to do that. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. I'm gonna do it. We're not sluts. We just love love. Welcome, listeners. <laughs> oh my God, is this how this podcast is going to go? <laughs> Maybe. Oh my God.、Um, uh-huh. Yeah, hi, guys. Hi, hi folks.、Um, this is Angela. Oh my God. This is. I'm Bradford. Bradford's over there. You're listening to By the By. Welcome back. <sighs> like, she was doing fish face and not like a little fish face. Like, she was full gold flesh. So, like,、uh, let me, let me, let me. Let me stop you right there. So, when, when we do a podcast, we, the first 10 seconds are of empty, silent air. Uh huh. I'm not, I know you know that. I'm telling the people <laughs> at home. <laughs> And we do this so that we can then take the silent air. If the air conditioner is on or if, you know, something's going on in the background, that we can then remove it from the podcast so that you can get a more clear, more, Awesomer podcast. I mean, as awesome as it comes. Yeah. yeah. I'm on it, so it's pretty fucking awesome. So I look up because I never, I don't actually, I, we don't actually look at each other when we podcast. We do. We're sitting across from each other.、Uh, but I look up and I see her and she's doing full fish face, like, 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 like full fish face.、Mm-hmm. That's weird. I did it for a full 10 seconds until you looked up. <laughs> 
I was paying attention to the time. I know. I know you The were. time's important. I'm I trying know. to do 10 seconds. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's close enough. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just some. Okay. So uh, what do we have mm-hmm. going on in the not-too-distant future? Desire. 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 Do you desire? Everybody's to- tired of hearing about it, I'm sure, unless you're going, but then you're fucking excited. Yes. yes. Cause and it's if you're right ti- on the corner. And if you're tired of hearing of it, stop being jealous. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not a good look for you. Stop doing it. Uh, I personally cannot wait yeah. to wake up and have my breakfast cocktail <laughs> yeah. at, at CC's. I, I try to be there around 9, 9.30 to see CC. Um, um, uh, I'm going to disagree with you there i don't think you saw before 10 a.m last year not true that is not true there was at least a couple mornings that i was at cc's at 9 to 9 15 i'll give you one a couple there was two (laughs) don't be angela nobody likes don't be like that no no i don't think it's a bad thing i just thought it was interesting and a little bit sad this year that there was talk, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but there was talk of, oh, I forget how it was worded, but some like breakfast group to get together, have breakfast, and discuss certain topics, like yeah, a different yeah. topic every day. I think that's brilliant. Not for me. Uh, except that they're meeting at 10 a.m. And I don't think we got out of bed before 10, maybe 10.30 every day. Look, I, I remember vaguely. I have no idea times. I don't know time. I, go to, I get to desire. I get to vacation, and it's like... Fuck you, watch. It's desire time. It's, it's, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to say with all vacations for Bradford, it's sort of Bradford time. Uh, things just sort of happen. And if I manage to make a scheduled meal, then woohoo, that's a win. Win win. It's usually because you're on the collar and I'm dragging you. Yeah, most, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> that's even, that includes cruises. I'm that guy. So look. I really remember waking up at like nine and saying like, let's go get our breakfast cocktail from Cece. And she makes us a cocktail and we take it to the, to the buffet. Yeah. I remember that Uh multiple times. Am I wrong? Am I delusional? I don't really recall it being before 10 a.m. I'm going to say ever, but I'll give you one day because it might've happened before 10. I feel like it happened at least multiple days. Possibly the first day. I love the look that you give me. This is like, oh, God, this dumbass. <laughs> and not the first Actually, day. Actually, I will say the first day, probably, and also probably the last day. Because the last day, we were trying to get to the courtyard to say goodbye to people as they were leaving before we had to leave. Yeah, I cried. Yeah, we all did. Yeah. Um, that's true. Angela cried, which mm-hmm. was... Uh, I mean, it's happened twice in my life. I mean, you know. Number three will be this year. No, <laughs> The, God damn it, woman! The first time you, the first time I saw you cry was watching. Uh, do you know what movie it was? Uh huh. King Kong. Yeah, I was. <laughs> oh my yeah. God! I love yeah. this woman. Um, okay. Yes, I cried at King Kong. The Peter Jackson version. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all cried a little at the Peter Jackson version, but <laughs> you cried a lot. Um. Anyway, so I have a question. I'm a feared. You should be a feared. Where is the place that you had sex that you thought had the best view? Wow. I know. See, I was thinking uh, about this earlier today and I was like, 
where have I had sex that I was like, other than the person so, I was fucking, like, this, so you mean other than our bed, what, like, yeah, facing you, missionary, and, and that could be, oh, okay. oh, look at you, that's, I love you so yeah. much, but no, not me. Okay, uh, okay, right. Where was the like when you were like, I'm not being, I'm not subject to plow town, or I'm not like, like, if I wasn't being pounded, I still appreciate what I'm looking at on a cruise ship. So that was me too. What looking, were you? looking out because we always have a balcony. Yeah. So looking out the doors over the balcony into the ocean water, just there is something about the ocean for me that is very cathartic. For me, that's my my safe place, my meditation place. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter what's going on. Once I hear the waves, once I see the ocean, that's a good place for me. And yeah, I would definitely say just looking out, seeing that whether there's anything on the horizon, whether there's seabirds, it doesn't matter. Just the waves, the water, the sound. But so curiosity, was that with me or was that with multiple partners or? Uh, with you. Oh, oh yeah. shut up. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, mine was the same, but Sydney Harbor mm. <laughs> as we were leaving the harbor. Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 It was like, oh, look at these houses. Like, they may have million-dollar houses, but I have a million-dollar ass. <laughs> and she's in front of me. Not my own, my, not my own ass. My my own ass is more like 1995. Three easy payments of I was going to say, if only my ass could spit out a million dollars, that would Plus be amazing. Plus shipping and handling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. That's, that was basically. Yeah. Um, now the podcast is done. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for listening this week. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us. <laughs> like, and say things like... Can you do a longer podcast? <laughs> um, uh-huh. What are we longer podcasting about today? Uh, so today we have what started off as, um, I'm going to say, a, a question, an opinion piece from a listener. Ooh. And then it kind of descended into a conversation of musings. So we'll see okay. what happens from there. All right. So we'll start off with the original question, and then we can see where along the path we get to and and where we go with it. Fair enough. Right. So the original question, uh, and this is something that we have experienced, and we've even experienced here locally. We've experienced it while traveling, and other people have, and they've asked us, how do you handle this situation? Oh, my God. When you orgasm, and it's like in an apartment or a hotel, and you do it on the carpet, and you're like... Should I clean it up or should I just let it dry? Yes, but there's a difference if it's your apartment or if it's a hotel. <laughs> is there? Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, really, like, is there? <laughs> yes. That's why I work so hard to clean this fucking place. <laughs> Don't blacklight the bedroom. <laughs> or, or where my desk is. Or or the couch. Or the dining table. Or the dining table. Probably stay out of the kitchen. Kitchen, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. please continue. <laughs> uh-huh. Balcony, you forgot the balcony. I, look, the long and short of it is, I'm probably less. Uh, let's let's talk about something. Okay, else. so the question <clears throat> was, how do you handle a situation where you go to a club or you go to a swingers party and nobody's really of interest to you? Ooh, ooh. so ah. you go there. Of course, with the expectation, the hope yeah. that you're going to find somebody that's interesting and that you're going to play with. Okay. But you get there and nobody's really interesting to you. Fair enough. They may or may not be interested in you. 
If they're not, that's easy. You know, you can make an exit and whatever. But if they are, if they're interested in you and they're talking to you and they're asking you to go play. And you're really not keen on it. You're really not keen on it. What do you do? And what do you do when you get there? Because we've been to parties where you get there and you very quickly realize this is not our scene. Yeah. Do you stick it out? Do you leave? What do you, how do you handle that? What do you do? Oof. So it's multifaceted yeah. to start with. Yeah. Uh, like the first place that I'm thinking of example wise that we've experienced this is New York. Yes. Uh, when we went to a club in New York. Yeah. And we like nobody. We actually, we went to two clubs in New York mm-hmm. and in both of those situations, we were like, in one case, it was people were talking to us and we were not interested in any of these people. Yeah. And in the other case, nobody was talking to us, whether we were interested or not. Yeah. It was like we were by ourselves. You know, what's, what's funny about it is like both those, situ- both those memories are positive memories for me. But I will say that. Okay, so that's a good and interesting perspective, is that we took both of those scenarios... We made them good. ...and turned them into a good situation. Yeah. Because we took the stance of, we may not be super keen on this place, we may not be super keen on the people around us, but we're here, we're going to have a good time. Like, my my attitude is, if you and I go to a swingers slash sex club party... There is at least two people there that know how to touch me in a way that I'm enjoying (laughs) what's happening. Uh Um, And there's one person there that I really enjoy having sex with. Yourself? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, like you, like you and I, like I have, I, we have, we always have fun sex. Yes. Like even if it's. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's in our bedroom, if it's on the dining room table, if it's in a a bathroom at a local club, if it's on a balcony of a cruise ship, or if it's in a swingers club. Like, we're going to have fun sex. It's going to be enjoyable. Yeah. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's my first mental point on that. Okay. Is that... Silly? Is that crazy? <laughs> no, no, I, I think that's good. Like, and, and I remember both of those clubs. And like, in one case, we had a lot of people talking to us, mm-hmm. and we had no interest in any of those people. Like, none of those people were interesting to us. Mm-hmm. And we still managed to turn it into a pretty fun night. Yeah. Uh, and in the second space, nobody spoke to us. Yeah, that was just weird. And we managed to turn it into a fun night. Yeah. And I think that's that's part of the thing is that if you if you go to a club specifically, if it's a club, um, if you're going with somebody, your partner, you at least have one person that you want to fuck. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing is to go into a club or a party situation with no ex. It's hard to say no expectations to play with people because we all kind of hope and expect to, but at least realize that if you don't play with anyone else, you at least have your partner to play with. Yeah. And so, 
Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm just going to jump in because we've heard other podcasts say, like, you don't go someplace. And I've read multiple articles. You don't go someplace and not have expectations. You don't go and not have expectations. Fuck that. Like, if you have expectations, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. I'm going to put that flatly with every experience that doesn't matter if you're going to a nice restaurant. Yeah. If you yeah. go to a really nice restaurant, let's imagine a Michelin starred restaurant mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm going to have the greatest meal I have ever had. You're going to be disappointed because it goes back to that. Your imagination, your expectations are so far outweigh reality yeah. that nothing could live up to that. And if you have these expectations of grandeur, when you go to desire, it's a perfect example. If you're like, when I go to desire, it's going to be different than mm-hmm. my normal life. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. That's bullshit. No, there's no way. Like, it's going to be different in that you're going to have more opportunities. But if you're expecting something to be different just because you're at a specific location, that's that's foolish. Well, and along that same lines, if you're expecting something to be different, but you're not behaving differently, yeah, then you're not going to likely get a different result. And, and I'm tired of hearing like folks say, like, oh, well, you know, we have... Expect we, we there's no such thing as having no expectations. Hmm. Like I disagree. Like the vast majority of the time that you and I go out, my only expectation is that I'm going to enjoy it because I'm with you. Yeah. Like, everything else is gravy. Everything mm-hmm. else is dessert. Um, I'm from the south. Dessert is gravy. Don't judge me. Fuck you. <laughs> um, actually, it's like gravy on ice cream. Oh my god, gravy on ice cream is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. If you've never gravy had, and banana pudding. Oh, my God. If you've never had sausage gravy on banana pudding and some ice cream, you haven't lived. I'm just saying. You haven't lived. <laughs> <laughs> There's like eight people out there that's going, honey, honey, get some sausage gravy on this banana pudding. I don't know what banana pudding is, but we need sausage gravy on it. Um, they probably don't know what sausage gravy is either. It's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be fine. Email me. I'll send you a recipe. Um, no, but this... It is frustrating to hear people say that you can't go somewhere and not have expectations Mm -hmm. because I 1 billion percent disagree with that. Mm. I think you can go somewhere and not have expectations outside of the person you're going with. Like, of course I have expectations. Like when you and I go to a, a, a swingers club, I do expect to have sex with you. Yes. I know that's a crazy thing. Um, those times that the gentlemen, you and I, go out somewhere, mm-hmm. I expect that the three of us will have some crazy, goofy sex. Mm-hmm. But if you but and it, I... But if it doesn't happen... Yeah. Then... You know, yeah. if if it doesn't happen with the three of us, then I sometimes am disappointed. Yeah, but if we're going to a new place, I don't expect anything. I really don't. I expect to have an experience. And if you... If people can't can't sort of formulate their head around that, I, I feel like that's their fault. Mm-hmm. That's their problem. So if you show up at a club, whether it be one that you've been to before, maybe a party, let's say, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. or one that you have been to before, and maybe you've had a really good time before, but this particular night you get there, because clientele is always different. Absolutely. And there's really nobody of interest to you. Okay. But there's people that are interested in you. And they're 
talking to you, they're pushing you, they're pressuring you. Hey, do you want to go upstairs and play? How do you handle that? And that's a great question. So, Because if they're clearly engaging you in conversation enough to where they're not engaging other people, so you know they're going to expect play from you because they're they're putting all of their eggs in one basket, and that's you, you and your partner. And so they're not kind of putting themselves out there to multiple people. It's only to you. And maybe they ask you then to go up and play, and you're really not into them. How do you handle it both along the way of the conversation and then when it gets to that point? Look, so I tend to be quite daft when it comes to people flirting with me. Yes, that's true. Thanks, babe. Uh, (laughs) And there there are those many times that we're having a wonderful, like invigorating conversation with a couple. And then they say, hey, we're going upstairs. Do you want to join us? And I'm like, no, I do not. (laughs) I don't say it that way. (laughs) But that tends to be the first way that my brain reacts. Uh It's like, no, I I am not interested. I don't know. I I often think about how I want to be treated. And as problematic as he is, Aziz Ansari did a book on modern dating. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually called Modern Love. doesn't matter. But one of the things he did very commonly when he and the sociologists from NYU were writing this book was he would ask his people who were coming to his stand-up conversations like or stand-up shows and say, if you don't want to have sex with somebody, it was I'm paraphrasing. Mm. Para- feel, uh, bear with me. Uh, if you don't want to have sex with somebody – or somebody doesn't want to have sex with you, do you want them to say, hey, I don't want to have sex with you? Mm-hmm. Like, raise your hand if that's true. And like 99% of the population says yes. But then if you don't want to have sex with somebody, will you say, I don't want to have sex with you? How many people raise their hands? It's like 1% of the population. Mm-hmm. But the long and short of it is like most people will say, I want you to look at me and go, I don't want to. I'm not interested. This isn't working out. Because you want that closure. Because you want that. But then in actuality, the number of times that we actually do that for people like, is because very... You're, because you're afraid of hurting their feelings. Exactly. Yeah. And so, look, I'm better about it now than I was mm. two years ago. I'm still not great about it now. Uh, but I try to make it very clear that... I'm not interested uh-huh. in you. Um, so do you do that? I try to do it. I don't so do I'm, it directly. I'm, I'm, I'm t- I was going to say, I'm taking the tact of asking you the questions, whereas yeah. I, I fully know how we engage as a couple. Yeah, I know. So I, can, <laughs> I was going to say, if you want me to jump in and answer at any point, I will. Answer but, your own questions. Yeah. But, you know, do you try and do that along the way of the conversation if you all of a sudden realize that, they're only talking to us. They're only interested in us. I'm not really interested in this going further, but I can see them being there. So at that moment of realization that that hits you, wherever that is in the conversation, it can be early, mid, late, possibly not at all. Uh, or is it, you know, at the moment that they ask you to go upstairs, like if you can see it coming though, do you, how do you react? How do you, do you try and shift the conversation? Do you try to move things along or do you not? Do you just let it go naturally? So for, for me, and I think for us, and again, because you've already sort of prefaced that, feel free to jump in and correct yeah. me. I think a lot, a lot of times if 
it's clear that they want to play with us. We will say something to the effect of, we're probably not going to play tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to be honest... Or we may only play with each other. Yeah. And to be honest, that's not a lie. No. Like, a vast majority of the time, we really... That's who we're intended to play with. We're happy to play beside somebody, but that's... Playing beside somebody is vastly different than playing with somebody. Mm. Um, and I realize that like people at home are going, but that's a bad swinger. No, it's not. That's that's what gets us off. And no. that's and and if that's if not trading partners is what does it for us, then that's what does it for us. And sometimes that's all it that does it for us. Yeah. I, let me rephrase that. All the time, that does it for us. Sometimes we want to add a little more. But if there's a couple that, and I'm taking the scenario in which there's a couple that we're talking to that we're really enjoying the conversation with, that clearly wants to play with us, that we don't want to play with them, and there's no one else at the club we want to play with. Mm-hmm. Let's. That's the example I'm taking. Then we will say, we're likely only going to play with each other tonight. Mm-hmm. And we'll drop it into conversation sort of casually that we're only going to play with each other. When we might say something like, we've both been traveling, which is almost always true. Or we've both been super busy and haven't had the opportunity to focus on one another. Yeah. We're looking forward to do that tonight. Yeah. Like we're setting up that, that expectation that we're probably just going to play with each other. So multiple, I have multiple things to say about what you just said. Go. Um, so first of all, I think as far as being a bad swinger because you don't want to swap partners, I think is very mistaken and very misleading because many of us enjoy being exhibitionists. We enjoy being voyeurs. So, you know, watching other yeah. people perform, performing in front of other people, even just with you and I, uh, it can also, a lot of people are also into more kind of soft swap scenarios where you make out with partners and then, you know, switch back for yeah. penetrative or further sex, whatever that looks like. And so I think that's very, uh, I understand where some people would say that, but at the same time, I think it's a very bad stance to take um, because what a swinger looks like and at any given time we can all look differently is is very individual. But also... I will say that there are times that, and maybe it's because I perhaps weirdly become aware of it before you do, or I can see that somebody's really interested in us, but we're not super interested in them. Agreed. And, and, but yet they're going to want to do something with us. And so I may either try to, if we can't, if we can drop it into conversation that we're only going to play with each other or do something like that, whatever, that's great, that's fine. But if we can't get that in there, depending on where things are going, or if you're not really getting the hint, and so you're like just full girly, like girl engaged in conversation. Did you say girly girl? Because that does sound like me. I will, I will admit, I am very girly girl most of the time. But if you're like really girl into the conversation and I can't get you to be like, hey, we need to kind of back off here a little bit, then I admittedly will sometimes try to pull other people in that I think they may get along yeah, with. Yes. And just be like, you know, hey, have you met these people? Have or, you met Ted? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, try to pull other people in or try to pull ourselves out of conversation. Yeah. Hey, do you need another drink? Do you whatever and try to pull away and be like, let's go 
I need to kind of have a moment with you to say, hey, do you realize where this is going? Is that where you want it to go? And if it's not, then we need to try to back off now. Admittedly, not for us, because I'm not worried about us. We're going to have fun no matter what. But so that they can then take their time and make connections with other people. Fair enough. Because especially if it's someone that is new or has doesn't get out often or whatever, we maybe we don't know their scenario. I don't want to feel like someone is spending their time on us if we have no intention of playing with them when they can spend their time cultivating a relationship with someone else that they will then play with. No, and I completely agree with that. And it's, it's one of those things that I very much value that when you, you're like, um, stop it. <laughs> uh, because like yeah like, like i said you know, it's 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 one of those things that i i definitely get wrapped up in conversations yeah. and and i know that my conversations and i don't i don't mean them to be but i know that my conversations can somebody sometimes be very i'm not gonna say misleading but like i I tend to be very interested in you're what people say. A, and you're a charismatic like, person. I care. I, I want to know what you're talking about. I want to I know why you love Battlestar Galactica. I care. I don't know why. And I'm happy to have these passionate conversations. Mm. And I totally understand that sometimes those passionate conversations lead people to think that I'm interested in yeah. them sexually. Yeah. But I, I also try, to, like, if I'm not interested in them... Like you said, you, you bring in other people, mm-hmm. like because rarely is it a situation where there's just three or four of us, yeah, talking. Yeah. Um, Especially at, at the club or at a, a party, yeah. because there's usually other people that are kind of coming and going. There might be new people who have entered the room and be like, "Hey, come and talk to us, come join us," which is both good for them and it, you know, it yeah. can be good kind of all around for everybody to to bring people into the folds and open that circle up and widen it up. Yeah. But then you also have to be careful with your body language, with everything that you're putting off, that you're not saying that this is closed because then you're telling the other couple that it's a closed circle and you're only interested in them, but you're also telling other people that you're, you know, not open to them joining in. So I think it's a, if you find yourself in that situation, both be cognizant of what you're saying and how you're acting and try to be as open as possible to other people joining in. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Ooh, there's a lot, there's a, that's a big, that's a body language is a big thing to, we should do a pod, uh, a video podcast about yeah, that. Yeah, we should. Yeah, it's also yeah. a thing, though, too, that I will say is different when we're at home versus traveling. Because if we're at home and we go out like to our secret spot or to, to a party, then... You know, our expectations, I would say our expectations are always that we're going to play with each other. Like, that's, oh, yeah. that's always a given. Yeah. But at the same time, if we're traveling, it can be we want to go to this club that we've never been to before, see what it's like in a different country, different state, different environment, whatever it is than where we normally are. So you have a bit of a, a hope and expectation of what the club may be like, but then also the people within it. And if it's if it's not that, like when we were in New York and in this – the situations were a little different than what we perhaps expected then it can be a bit of uh we have to make a quick adjustment and yes while we can always play with each other do we treat that situation overall differently than what we would treat it if we were back at home because we're in a different space it's funny you should say that because for me it's not that as well at all no like i'm always like 
You don't have different expectations away versus home? No. Um, This is going to sound like I'm sucking up to you, and I'm not. But I'm always thrilled to play with you. Like, it's like, it doesn't matter where we are or... But if you're like, traveling, aren't you be like, you know, there's some foreigner or some something, yeah, no. some, some, I don't know, no, something? No. It's still you. Like, if anybody I can fuck other than you is like, oh, this is great. But if I can just fuck you, then I'm like, I am a happy boy. Mm-hmm. Um, lucky me. Yeah, lucky me. Absolutely. And it's funny because, like, I, I think people might listen to that and say, well, why are you in this swinging community? And I don't understand that question to be honest because like you are the epitome of everything that i ever want to have sex with flatly but that's sort of like saying if your favorite dessert is tiramisu Mm -hmm. does that mean you never want to have flan you never want to have chocolate cake you never want to have you know, some Nana other pudding. what? Nana pudding. Nana pudding. You know, everyone had Nana pudding <laughs> with gravy on top of it. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, does that is that what that means? No, no. That means those those are those are amazing things that you can have differently. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get to have those, you will always have tiramisu. And like that's the way I look at it. Is that? Um, and sometimes I, the tiramisu looks one way, and sometimes it looks a different way. And sometimes it's upside down. You just never know. Oh my God, I could pound some tiramisu right now. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I just want to stick my dick in some zabolion. Uh, look, <laughs> my God, that sounds great. I, still, <laughs> I really do want to have sex with tiramisu right now. Um, oh my God. I'm sorry. I, like, all I can think about is tiramisu sex. Oh, see, now I'm moving on to like affogato. And, oh my uh, God. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cover my dick and ice cream and pour some espresso over it and uh, a shot of uh, Bailey's. Uh-huh. Woof. I'd go down on myself if I could. I need to remove a couple of ribs. Anyway, but no, the, the realistically, joking's, jokes aside, it's like I'm always happy if it's just you and I. Mm. Everyone else beyond you and I is is amazing. And, and I'm grateful and I'm thankful and it's fun and I enjoy it. But if it's just you and I, that's still a solid 10. So are there times that you're not, you you walk into a situation, somebody wants to play with you, you're not really into them, but you're also kind of like, all right, I can do this. And then you do go play with them. So it's, I mean, I know that sounds terrible. It sounds but, terrible. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we've all done it. So are you referring to... That as taking one for the team, or I would in a situation where we both are sort of in that. I would say it's it's if you're going to put it in that language, I would say it's taking one for the collective team. Like both of us are like yeah, both we, of we us should... are like both of us are like you know we feel like we've you know maybe we like them on a mental and emotional we've put some effort level. into this yeah yeah we we like them on some level we've put some effort some whatever into this and and. And while we're perfectly happy to only play with each other, we're also not completely opposed to playing with other people. I mean, that sounds terrible. I know it does. But it's it's we're okay playing with other people, and we're not opposed to it being these people. So, sure, let's go for it. And, I mean, I will say we've done it. We've done it. Yeah. And a lot, honestly, many of the times, 
it's actually turned out really good. So, but there have been times it hasn't. Yeah, and and my opinion on this is this, which I'm going to give you after a word from our friends uh, from the swing set. Join us on The Wet Coast, a podcast about sexuality and ethical non-monogamy of every variety. We talk polyamory and swinging, monogamish and open relationships, from dirty, dirty sex to heartbreak and everything in between. We share our personal experiences and philosophy, observations and theories, what works for us and where we fucked it right up. This isn't your average couple's explanabrag podcast, though we definitely do a little of that. We share our adventures in open with a unique, funny, feminist, and Canadian approach. Come get wet with us on the wet coast. I know that was a dick move, wasn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you listened, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, look, this is my opinion on this. I, I'm one of those people, and I think you are the same way, in that we both find... We can both find the positive from something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter the experience. There's every experience has a way, and, and I don't mean to sound like one of those new age woo woo people, but the truth of the matter is, every experience you can find a positive from it. We can have fun with most. People. You can have fun with most people. Yeah. Every human has something that they can give you that another human cannot give you. Something unique, something different, and like I may not be one hundred percent into that person, but I can find something that I really enjoy about them and sort of focus on that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mm. Now, I don't think you should force yourself to do that. But we've we've been in those situations where we start play. And it's clear, once play has started, that is like, well... Yeah. And you don't really know it until play has started. And, and you're like, I yeah. loved you as a human being. We had wonderful conversation. Mm. This was a lot of fun. But now, I sort of want to get it over with. Yeah. And I will say that the times that I'm going to say that we have, quote unquote, taken one for the collective team, it has been more of a like, you know, I like you on some level. We've had good conversation. We've had whatever. So sure, let's go upstairs. Let's start playing. And like you said, once you start playing, it's either going to be really great, which often it is. Often it is. But there are those times where you're like, no, it's really not that good. And I'm not having a good time. I'm not enjoying myself. 
and I check in with you. And if you're just kind of like, eh, then, you know, maybe it's time that we excuse ourselves. And, and Which we've done. And, yeah. you know, but I think more often what we've done is just start playing with each other. Yeah. So we'll t- touch base back to each other. The other couple will then go with each other. And ultimately, I mean, I don't know that everybody feels this way, but I think a lot of us do, is that it is just as sexy to play with each other with other people watching on. And I know that there's a lot of couples out there that we'll do that with is that if we're playing with each other, but you're watching them, they're looking to see if you're watching them and then that spurs them on. And so it can be that, that exhibition side, you know, kind of takes over and it's like, Hey, I'm really happy to be playing with my partner that I really love and that knows how to please me. And we're being watched by other people. And this is really kind of hot. Because my partner knows how to please me. I'm showing that off. Yeah. Or as the partner, I'm showing off that I know how to please Mm. my partner. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't feel guilt about that. No. And and I don't see it as taking one for the team. I enjoy it. I think that's why I don't. We always get like, something out of it. Like, yeah, there's always if, something, like you said, there's always something positive about it. Yeah, and I you, think that when I hear yeah. somebody say, I'm taking one for the team, that means that I don't enjoy it. And I, I think I look okay. back at baseball. Yeah, fair you enough. You know, if, at baseball, if you if you hit the ball in order only to advance the person from one base to the next, mm. knowing that you're going to be out. Mm. Uh which means that the only thing that you gain from that hit is advancing a runner. That's so taking one for the team. When you for put me, it, when you put it that way, then that's I would say that's not what we've done. No, but I can say that some people may. Yeah, absolutely. But but for us, I don't think you should do no. that. I don't no. like outside of the baseball <laughs> outside of the baseball <laughs> analogy. Uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. We're not we're not. But we don't go to swingers clubs to advance the runner. No. You know, like, like we, we go to the club in order to have an experience that we can't have at home. Yeah. And I think that's that right there, the way I just described it, is extremely important because what can we not do at home? Mm-hmm. You know, for some people, it's we can't have sex on a pool table or we can't have sex in front of people or we can't walk around topless or we can't talk about things like sex in general because that's not what we do Mm -hmm. in our real world and i think that you and i as podcasters we we sometimes forget how fortunate we are in that the circle that we that we that we constantly swirl in Everybody knows. Everybody yeah. knows our life. Everybody knows that we're that. swingers. Everybody knows yeah. we're bisexual. Everybody knows that we're very sex positive. And I think a lot of the people who either go to church or go to work or go to PTA meetings, they don't have that luxury. Hmm. So I think that it's important to have these spaces where we can be something different than what we are in the real world. We are very lucky in that we do have, I would say most of our spaces we're able to be open and out and yeah. who we are. But a lot of people don't necessarily have those spaces, like you said, that where they can be sex positive, they can talk about it. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Just to have that freedom to be able to talk openly without having to censor yourself. Yeah. And then if you want to act upon anything, that's great. 
But if you don't, then that's also okay. You know, and I'm going to say that probably changes the way that we view everything that we've talked about. Yeah. Because we know that if it doesn't work out this weekend, we can always do it next weekend. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work out next weekend, we've always got the next weekend that we could do. Mm. And not everybody has that luxury. So how do you deal with that? So if you you go into a situation like that... Where you have a one weekend every six months, let's Mm. say, that you're allowed to come into a place into a venue like this i'm going to say from my personal perspective don't know what other people's would be like but my perspective would be i think my expectations would be very different in that i'm looking for people to play with and i would say i don't know how to say this nicely but my standards would be very different yeah, your so, standards would probably be lower. Yeah, so because on a you know normal day to day basis, I may think that this is what I prefer in a partner X Y Z, but yeah. that's if I get to come every week. But if I can only do this, like you said, every six months, you might well, be close enough. Then I might be at like I don't know P Q R whatever. Yeah, where the alphabet enough. is there, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you would yeah. fall into that close enough. Yeah, and. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that's bad. Really? That's cool. Fine. I I don't think that's bad because ultimately what happens is you've got one couple, let's let's go with couples, one couple coming in with certain expectations and another couple coming in with certain expectations. And say couple A does not meet couple B's initial expectations, but after a while it may be like, you know what, that's okay. I'm fine with this because... I know that my time here is finite and the amount of times I can come is finite. The, my, my experience window is small-ish compared to some. I mean, I guess ultimately we're all small compared to some. Right. Yeah, fair but, enough. but I have this, that my window is this big and, and my expectations are, are within a certain realm of that window. And maybe those have to be adjusted depending on the scenario. Maybe my expectations go up. Maybe they go down. Maybe the window gets bigger. Maybe it gets smaller. You know, that that can definitely change depending on what the scenario is like. You know, and we've seen that firsthand. Yeah. Like the perfect example is New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, like you have people come in. Like the club is fucking packed to the goddamn gills. (laughs) And then, yeah. and it's these people who are like, we're going to do something different this year. And by 1215 to 1230%, 50% of the club leaves. They come in, they fucking, they go. Yeah. And look, there, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's definitely not what we're looking for. But so again, we, it, it depends on are you yeah. looking for a more meaningful relationship yeah. or are you looking for a more physical relationship? Yes. Yeah. So, look, I think that's um, – mm. yeah, mm, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at it from the opposite point of view. Okay. So let's look at – so we focused very much on the uh, – we have a couple who is interested in us yeah. that we really aren't interested in. Yeah. And I feel like we've we've – I hope that we've sort of explained – the way we deal with that. Mm. Um, God, I hope we have. Uh, if we haven't, I'm sure we'll hear about it. Um, but let's look at it from the other point of view. You're a couple that have come in and nobody is interested in you. 
Yes. Like nobody talks to you. You feel all by myself. Yeah, like like you're you're so lonely and I have a really good example of this one. Go for it. So and I realize most people out there aren't, but anyone who's familiar with our secret spot. Yes. And the current layout of the club. As you walk into the from the bar area into the first lounge room area. Yes. So there's two lounge rooms that are connected. Yes. As you walk into the first one, there are directly in front of you stairs. Mm-hmm. There's an L-shaped bench to your right that goes like a around big the perimeter. Yep, around the perimeter of the room and yeah. a, a little table within that. But then next to the stairs, there's this little short wall, and there's like a double ottoman there. Yes. Enough for two and a half people. Yeah, it's enough for two and a half people. But that ottoman is separated by the walkway then that people are going to get kind of going, you're dodging the stairs, but then going to the other room. And then there's this other big L-shaped banquette. So that ottoman is often very separated from the rest of it at the beginning of the night. Yeah. And so... I affectionately call it the bench of isolation. <laughs> because what happens what happens yeah. is if a couple comes in and they're new and there's people sitting on the banquette, especially early, so not anybody's in the second room, they're all in that first room, and you're talking and you're conversing, but this couple comes in and they're very introverted and they're not really sure how to break in or how to start conversation, they'll sit on that little bench yeah. because it's it's physically removed from the rest of it. And so they're not intruding. They're safe. It's very polite. It's very safe. Yeah. The problem is that because there's a walkway in between, they very quickly become very physically isolated from the rest of the group. Yeah, there's no way to include them. Yes, there's no way to have a conversation basically across the room with them. Yeah. So the best thing for people coming into a scenario like that, if there is a physical barrier like that, especially an ottoman, I mean, come on, it can be moved. And that's often what happens is that that ottoman gets dragged over closer to the other two. Well, it's really funny, though. So, to side note, like, I'm one of those people that wouldn't move that ottoman because uh-huh. I'm like, well, it's supposed to be there and the club put it there so i'm not going to break the rules and move the ottoman Uh but yeah it you should break the rules move the ottoman. yeah and and that very often happens but it usually takes someone who's more outgoing to say hey come on over pull the ottoman over like let's or physically get up and be like let's drag this over yeah and make that effort because it happens so often that a couple will get over there and they'll just kind of stay and you'll see them so unless someone comes and says hey come talk to these people and really kind of pulls them in, they can get stuck there. Yeah. And and so, yes, I would say that if you're ever in a scenario like that where you are physically removed, but you can very easily move a piece of yeah. furniture and fix that, just do it. Just do it. Because that's what happens during the night, is that that little double ottoman often gets moved over to be then kind of in line with the, the banquette. But... You know, it doesn't start there because if it starts there, it blocks the walkway a right, bit, yeah. not significantly, but a bit, yeah. but enough that you don't want to start the night that way. Agreed. So I would say along those lines, if you end up on the, the bench of isolation or some <laughs> or other- a bench of isolation. Some other, you know, scenario like that. So if you're isolated from the rest of the group and you're an introvert, how do you break into the group? How do you start conversation? What do you do with that? It's, look- it's really tough 
in a situation like that, I know exactly what it feels like. I know that like that dread of 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 breaking into a group and saying, I want to be part of it. Especially if they're you know, they're clear that they're having a, a conversation or it's clear they're having you know they they have some sort of um, chemistry, uh, chemistry or, or, or tie uh, amongst each other, uh, um, amongst one another already. So, do you break in or do you just let it be? What do you do? Like- so, look, there's two ways to go about this. The first way is to is the passive way, mm-hmm. which is what introverts want to hear, mm-hmm. which is the wait to be invited. Um, I can tell you, you will never be invited. If you're on the bench of isolation, never. The I will say the exception to that is if you can consistently catch someone's eye in the group and look interested in trying to join in. If you can pick out the extrovert in the group, pick out the one that may invite you in. The most extrovert. Yeah. You have to find the most extroverted person in that group. Yeah. And you have to make consistent, non-creepy eye contact with them. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, the introverts that and are listening to this, and yeah, the introverts that are I listening are, are freaking out just from that. <laughs> like they're like, I don't want to do that. Eye contact, yeah. no, negative, no, mm-hmm. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, Otherwise, you're not going to be though. You you aren't going to be included mm-hmm. if you don't do that. Man, it's it's it sucks because as a mostly introvert and again i know people are listening going bradford you're not an introvert um as the person who doesn't feel comfortable breaking into a group mm-hmm. uh it's hard so my advice is and this is going to sound crazy look at people's feet yeah uh people's feet are they tell you where they want to go they tell you where they want to be so if it's a if it's a closed group, um, everyone's feet in that group will be pointed at somebody else. Inward. Inward. Yeah. It's going to be pointed at somebody else's body. Mm-hmm. If if you look at a group and you see that that the the feet are pointing out, mm-hmm. um, where it's not a closed circle. Then that means that that group is is inviting other people to join that group. Um, yeah, I was also gonna go a little bit further. So the feet okay. are a good way to look at it. Definitely, that's a very obvious primal. Cue. That's a very primal. It's a very primal. Yeah. It's very obvious, and it's something that is you don't have to really work to get right. You can look at people's feet and yeah. see where they're pointed. So are they pointed inward? Are they pointed outward? Even if one person's is pointed outward, that could be your end. That's enough. That's yeah. Enough. And I would say the same with eye contact and not necessarily eye contact, but look at where the people are looking. If everybody is super focused inward, yes, you're not really going to break in. But very often there will be at least one, probably more people within the group that are kind of scanning around. Yeah. They're looking at their options. They're looking to see what else is out there. Who's coming in the room? Who's walking by? What else is happening? And if you see that person scanning and you can catch them and give a quick little smile, a quick little wave, something, then that may kind of be your in as well. Yeah. Is is to look to see where are they focusing. You know, and if you're think about this as well from yourself, the number of times we've gone through and seen the bench of isolation with yep. two people on it, and they are like their knees are almost pointed together. They're talking to one another. They're 
clearly isolating themselves yes. from the group. Yes. You don't want to do that. If your goal is to join other groups, you need to make sure your body language is saying, I, I want to join other mm-hmm. groups. Which can be tough because, so first of all, they could be doing that because they just need a moment themselves. Absolutely. Fine. But they can also be doing that. And this is where it's tough is that you want to show that you're open to other people. So you want to make sure that your body language is open. But also you want to show people that my partner is interesting and, hey, you should check them out. So you need to show interest in your partner while also keeping an open stance. Yeah. So I know that sounds tricky. It, yeah. It's, but it's it's funny because yeah. I can hear people go, oh, my God, I feel like I should write this down. <laughs> um, body language is an amazing but you thing. But you can still show interest in your partner while keeping your body language open. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that like the, the bench of isolation, oh, God, what a wonderful and horrible name, <laughs> um, is a great point of that. It's like you can show interest in your partner mm-hmm. while still being open to to other people. And let's imagine a situation where you're on the bench of isolation for five minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. and nobody has talked to you and nobody's invited you to join them. You can still stand up and move around. Yes. You're not stuck there. You can move you to can a different space. Stand up, yeah. go to a different space, especially in OSS. Like go to the front place, the front uh, social room, go to the area down below the bar. I was going to say go to the bar, go to the restroom. Yeah. Leaving to get a quote unquote drink, yeah. even if it's just water, even if it's nothing, you're just pretending to get a drink. Or you're going to the restroom or whatever, and then you come back and oh, look, we're back. And now we've got to walk by these people closer and see if we can talk to them or start a conversation or say yeah. hello. Yeah. And maybe you're lucky and somebody has taken the pencil bench of isolation <laughs> away from you. And then you're like, oh, well, I want to sit down with this group. Yeah. Um, unless the space is packed to the gills, yeah. there is nothing wrong with saying, may I sit here? That's all you have to say. Mm. And even I'm going to say, and even the most staunch introvert can say, may I join you? May I sit here? Mm-hmm. Um, may I sit here is a lot less confronting to an introvert okay. than may I join you? Because if I say join you, it means I'm ob- obligated to to have a conversation. Fair enough. But may I sit here? Nobody's going to say no to that. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And we've seen people move heaven and hell to move over and make room for people. Absolutely. There. And let's imagine yeah. a situation where there's only one seat. Your yeah. partner can sit on your lap. Yeah. You love your partner. You at least like your partner. I do love it when you sit on my lap. I And I enjoy sitting on your lap. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Although we discovered the other night that Lawrence's ass is very cushiony and lovely to sit on your lap. Oh, he does have a lovely ass. I love that yeah. boy. And it's very comfortable to have somebody sitting, you know, like for him sitting on my lap, it was very comfortable. Uh, Jess is, however, as bony as hell because she's <laughs> fucking dancers. Anyway, as mm-hmm. I recross my legs. Um <laughs> So, yeah, look, the the long and short of it is even – I think it's a great idea to have a space where it's just one person and, mm-hmm. and then you let your partner sit on your lap. Mm-hmm. Because then as introvert or introverts, you, you both are like – you can't get closer and safer than the two of you together. But admittedly to the group, it makes you look sexier. Exactly. So, it's a win-win-win. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So the other then – let's take that a little bit further – and and I will say that we are as guilty of it as anybody else at times. But if you go to a club and there's a lot of regulars, there's cliques. And so there are kind of more closed groups. 
you know, it can make it very hard for other people to join in. And so at the, you know, when is it okay to be a closed group or not? Because there's times that we've gotten to the club and there's this person, these people, whoever that we haven't seen in ages. And oh my God, you're here. We want to talk to you. We want to, we want to converse with you. We want to have time with you. We want to play with you because we haven't seen you in forever. And, and so we're all about them. And maybe they're all about us. And, and so we collectively are a closed group. And so, you know, it may be, I know that you and I are pretty good, not always great about making sure that everybody's interacting with someone. So if you see someone on the outskirts, say, Hey, have you talked to these people? Have you met whatever? Have you met Ted? But we may not invite them into our group. So when is it okay to be a closed group and not? And what happens if you walk into a situation where it is full of clicks and closed groups? Gosh, that's that's such a hard question to it ask. It is hard. Because, I know. You know, my yeah. my response to that is it's always okay to be a closed group, and it's never okay to be a closed group. Yeah, I, like that's the honest truth. I think that, like, I guess my response to that is from experience. I'm always happy to include someone that we are both very interested in into a group, into mm-hmm. group play. Mm-hmm. And let's imagine a group where there's four of us or as I know has happened, six of us and we get up there and play and people try to include themselves in our group. It's tough because mm-hmm. it's a situation where, especially if there's six people having six people's, uh, acceptance or okay that somebody else can join the group is very difficult. So I will say, especially mis- especially mid play. Yeah, I will say though that in play situation, we've had the times where someone tries to include themselves. Yes, and if it's clearly someone that I'm going to say nobody in the group is really interested in. Particularly, I can think of one time in particular where the person was very drunk and was not yes. a, not behaving properly, and so everybody immediately was like, no. And so well, that was that And was, it was very much if everybody sort of got that stiff yeah, frozen yeah. like place stopped. Right. So there's those situations yeah. and I think that's fine. But at the same time there've been times where somebody's come up and maybe they've had a bit of conversation with one person or one yeah. couple but not everyone and so that person may be kind of okay with them joining in but the others may not be. So that that person or that couple can say, hey, yeah, sure, that's fine. Come on and play with me. But the rest of us, when they try to touch us, we might be like, no, thanks. And I think that's okay, too. So I think that's just kind of defining the boundaries of what play looks like. It's very difficult. But it can, yeah, yeah. I was say, it can be very difficult. Because the question is, do you stop play and have that conversation with people? And, like, for me, I don't want play to stop. No, but I want to have that conversation with people to say who can I touch and who can't I. So typically, what we have done in the past is, if we are mid play with say six of us. So there's let's make sure. let's make a scenario. There's six of us. We're playing. We're all happy. We're content amongst ourselves. Puppy pile, normal kind of what we like to play. And someone comes up and says, "Can I join you?" First of all, whoever is paying attention, which is not everyone at no, any given never. time. It's at best one to three of the six people. Agreed. We'll kind of look up, look to each other. If nobody makes an obvious rejection, then it might be like, okay, yeah. 
But if anyone kind of hesitates or shakes their head a little or there's a something, then we may say, not right now or no thank you. Yeah. But even if someone is invited in, we've had scenarios where we've been playing with people and somebody may be like, yeah, come on in. I want you to fuck me or I want to go down on yeah. you. Or they may invite them in for a specific purpose. But that also doesn't mean that they're then allowed, quote unquote, to play with everyone in the group until they're invited to. And so I think it's a bit of just read the situation, read the people that are around you and talk to them. If you have a question, say, may I, can yeah. I, is it okay if I touch you? Can I do this? And I, there's nothing wrong with that. That consent, that, that permission asking for that, I think is really sexy. Yeah. And just because one person in the group invites you in doesn't mean you're automatically allowed carte blanche with everyone in the group. Agreed. But it also doesn't mean that you're not able to touch anyone or do anything with anyone in the group. Just just ask and, and yeah. you know, see how they feel. And we've had those moments where you know, where somebody has been clearly interested. Yes. And rather than pushing boundaries, they've held back. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I'm like consent is sexy. Consent is totally sexy. But sometimes I want somebody to push my own boundaries. I Or at least ask. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. Yeah. I don't mean necessarily I it's it's I, I say that. Like there's something very sexy about somebody saying, "May I kiss you?" Mhm. Um but once I've kissed you, I want For me, and this is only for me, once I've kissed you, I've pretty much given you carte blanche to do what you want until I say you can't do what you want. Okay. If that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Um, And so, like... So once you've initiated contact and initiated play... play. Then you're saying... I'm giving you... I'm okay with this until I say no. Until I'm not okay with it. Yeah. And and, and I can completely respect that some people are like, that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Fine. That's still the reality of it. Like, once we've... Once I've kissed you, I'm giving you the okay to do whatever you want to me until I say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the other side of that is I like that. I, that's what I enjoy is if once we've kissed, I want you to be okay with everything until you're not okay with everything. And then as soon as you're not, I'm like, cool. I know where the line is. But I also think that only works if you are in a very safe space. Absolutely. If you're not in a safe space and or not with people, maybe in a in a place where you're not sure everyone's attitudes, that can be dangerous. Because if the expectations aren't set up from the beginning, some people do not respond very well. And I understand that. I do get that. I do get that. Um, and it's which is which is the unfortunate, frustrating side to that mm. is that not everybody is like that. And mm. and maybe that's maybe that's a conversation I need to have separately with everybody. But then again, it's like well, pff, or maybe even just say I'm okay with until I say no, it's okay. Like I don't know how to word that because that doesn't yeah. sound good. But, but it's the same side yeah. of that. It was what I'm saying is like if you're a single and there's six of us and one of us has said that, that's frustrating. Yeah, that, that's confusing. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting because I am, I feel like I'm in that boat of very much safe sex, mm-hmm. safe sex play, non pressured play, etc., etc., etc. 
but I also know what I enjoy and what I like. Mm. And sometimes I like people trying to push my boundaries as long as when I say no, that's my boundary. Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes difficult in a group setting to say, to define that. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm saying ultimately is when you play with me, I am yes, 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 until I say no. Admittedly, though, I would say we're all that way. because even so. if Because even if we all set out boundaries and we say, this is what I'm okay with, this is not what I'm okay with. That can very easily change depending on the situation, depending on who's there, the moment, how we feel. It can be a physical thing. It can be something may happen in the room around you that then changes how you feel just kind of mentally. And you may be like, I was okay with this, but now I'm not. And it's completely okay to say I'm now not okay with this. Agreed. You know, I think that's, I think now that I'm, more I think about this, the more I feel like I need a t-shirt that says I'm all yes until I say no. Yeah. Because like anything, consent can be revoked at any point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, it's, it's something really fun about that, about having that freedom of saying that encouragement until you. It's a bit dangerous for you. It is. And you like that. I do. I do like that. You know, as long as I know, but arguably, I think I only play with people that I would be comfortable enough to, when I say no, they stop. It's a safe, dangerous. Yeah, it's a safe, dangerous. It's uh, consensual non-consent. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's uh, hmm. that's what my advice to be okay. for those folks that are sitting on the, uh-huh. I mean, that is, we've traveled well beyond <laughs> the ottoman of isolation. Right, right. I think that my advice to those folks would be push yourself. Uh, if you sit on the ottoman of isolation for more than three minutes, five minutes, I don't know, give yourself a time limit, but give yourself a time limit. Mm. I'm only allowed to sit here with my partner for X amount of time. And I will say that earlier I did say that it was, uh, a good excuse to go get a drink or go to the restroom and then come back and then say, Hey, may I sit with you? We've also seen people, I think it's completely fine to get up from the bench Walk over and say, "Hey, may I join you?" Yes, and or push the bench. Yeah, Move, the, the bench is movable yeah. for a reason. Yeah, and and it's it can be a there doesn't have to be a you don't have to disappear first and then come back. It no. can be a just hey, we've been sitting over here by ourselves. Do you mind if we join you? Because if you disappear, somebody's just going to take your spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then they may ask if they can move the bench. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, now we're standing. Now I'm standing. <laughs> um. Which is also fine. But, yeah, very much so. A It can be difficult, but definitely try to push yourself to push join in the group. Push your own boundaries. Yeah, to join in the group as much as you can. But also be cognizant of whether it's a closed group or open group. And then that yeah. kind of goes to, to body language, reading the situation, reading the people. Um, but, you know, there are times that you just need to, just need to do it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to say nine times out of ten, at least in at OSS with the... Uh, with the ottoman of isolation, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, that group is an open group. Yeah, yeah. they're they they because they physically can't be a closed group. Yeah, uh, which is a benefit mm-hmm. of the way the layout of the club is. That the people who are sitting at that space, it's very hard for them to You're be exposed, a closed group. Yeah. They're 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 an open group by default, yeah. which is good for you. Um, if you're a if you're an introvert, mm-hmm. uh, you can walk up and say, "May I sit here?" And even if there's a space, there's space. People make space. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the number of times I've sat on that uh, that uh, like coffee table, table, whatever, in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number of times I've sat on that, mm-hmm. making my own space. Mm-hmm. And I'm an, I am an or introvert. Or someone's partner may then sit on their lap to yeah. scoot over so you yeah. can sit down and have your partner sit on your yeah. lap. And yeah. that's, that's the way to go. Yeah. And sometimes that awkwardness of trying to make space can make it kind of funny and give a laugh. Yeah. And break the ice a bit. Any other thoughts, comments, or advice for folks who are um, struggling? <laughs> I mean, my only advice is to just try to push yourself and break out. And, and yeah, but I know that's not always easy for people. So You know, the thing is, it's it's very hard for a single person to break out and push themselves. But especially if you're a couple going into a situation, you're not by yourself. You have your partner. Uh, you have the best wingman you could ever ask for on your, on your arm. Mm. And so that person with you knows how to sell you better than anyone else. So even if they're an introvert, they know all the positive things about you. And, statistically it's unlikely that you're both extreme introverts but even if you are you know even if you're a complete introvert you know how to sell your partner so do that you know all the positives about your partner and it's rude not to so not that's to tell an interesting them, per- tell people that that's an interesting perspective is to sell your partner not sell yourself because Absolutely. ultimately yes you want to have a good time but you yeah. as a couple want to have a good time and you can do that best by by selling your partner and saying look at how good they are look at what they have to offer and that makes us as a couple attractive especially if they're doing the same thing but by not focusing on yourself yeah i think that makes you as a couple more attractive i agree because introverts often you know like even the most introverted people can think of positive things to say about somebody or their partner Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. so sell your partner yeah you don't have to talk and about it takes yourself. Takes the pressure off of yourself. Yeah. yeah, don't talk about yourself. Talk about them. They're amazing. Why? You you're yeah. their partner for a reason, right? Mm. Um, so tell everybody why they're so amazing, like Angela and her oral and other skills. The same could be said for you, babe. Eh. Shut up. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you very much for listening to us yeah. uh, ramble on about uh, the bench of isolation. If you want to talk about your own experiences with the bench of isolation or with selling your partner, not in that way, but if in that way, fuck yeah, tell us about that too. Um, message us on Twitter, on Facebook or Instagram at by the by podcast. You can email us the atoms of love at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to support us, we definitely appreciate your support and continued support. Uh, go to patreon.com slash by the by podcast and support us there. You can also support us on at, with geeky sex toys and buying some of their geeky sex toys. Uh, but when you check out, use the keyword by the by and you will get 5% off. Ooh. And they do ship all over the world. So, yeah, we definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Any other thoughts, comments, remarks? Nope. All good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. I'm Dylan Thomas, co-host of Life on the Swing Set, the podcast. We share our experiences in swinging, polyamory, and beyond. You're listening to a Swing Set Network podcast at swingset.fm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.